and welcome to another hangry episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am your representative from District 3, Catherine Weigel. Oh. And I have lost 150 hangry pounds, and with me today is... Donald Weigel, your love interest who seems like the better love interest for you, but you are attracted to the wrong oh, guy no. until the very end of the I third I still don't remember movie. who she ends up with. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the Hunger Games, everybody. Yeah. We're hot on, fresh off the press with the Hunger Games. Yeah. Isn't that like eight the years old or Hunger something? Games was a movie that came out last year starring Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> uh, that None of that is true. Uh, oh. I would like to say that Usually, I refer to movies I've never seen. I'm going to tell you right now, I have seen The Hunger Games. Yeah, all three of them. Did Ooh. not read the novel, however. I don't remember who's from which district. I, I don't know. I was going to say- She was District 9 or 11. No, or... District 9 is that movie in South Africa where the aliens oh, come right. down and they turn right. into beetle people. Oh, that'd be a good that crossover. That was such a good- They put the kids, like they have to fight each other and aliens. also alien-like beetle beings. You know what? It's funny. I remember uh, our friend Deanna. That's right. I'm name dropping. I have whoa. a friend. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Whoa, this is news to me. You uh, have a friend. I uh, I remember when she hey, was She's like, my friend, too. She is our friend. Friend of the show. Friend yes. of the Weigels. Friend. Uh, Walt Super Chum before there was a Walt. There was. Uh, I remember she was like, oh, yeah, I'm reading a book called The Hunger Games. And I was like, oh, what's it about? She's like, children fighting for food. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that sounds horrifying. I was like, that's horrible. But that's basically how I lived my life as a child is just uh, yeah, trying to get true. food in my mouth. Trying but... to get like the last portion of food on the kitchen table, on the uh, dining room but table there before was, my there was younger no, sisters ate it. There was no absence of food. I just no. wanted all the food. No, I, it wasn't I... scarce. <laughs> no. It wasn't like I was begging for it on the street or anything. I just wanted all of it anyway. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there's another Hunger Games with more hungry children fighting to the death. Yeah. Uh, but then it turned out to be a movie with a delightful star and uh you know it's fun it's yes. fun to see kids fight for food <laughs> scarlett johansson <laughs> oh my gosh we are ill informed uh anyway uh but uh today we're going to talk about the hunger games that we play we, you don't need a I know district. very well that Shailene Woodley was the star of those movies, by the way. Wait, no, she was- Please don't write in and tell me. No, it was Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> oh, boy. If she, you're still listening, Shailene Woodley you. was in the, uh, the I Am Number- Yeah, Divergent. See, you didn't even I know. haven't said the wrong one. Yeah, oh, boy. I have no idea what if I'm talking If you're still about. listening, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. I hope you're hungry this for This is not a pop culture movies <laughs> podcast, clearly, because we know nothing about any of it. I think it's fun not to know anything. Thing about anything, but uh, yeah. we do know about hunger and how it has played a role in our weight loss journey ventures. And we do know a little something about uh, losing weight. Uh, I believe you have lost something in the neighborhood of 150 pounds. <laughs> Product of the week. Pounds and of the week. I've lost about 100 pounds. Congratulations. Yeah, although for some reason I haven't weighed myself in like two weeks. I don't know why. Caca! No, no, no. I it's, think that it, is a canary. It really isn't a canary. Go back and look. I, 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 I actually, think it is a canary. I actually really- Not thinking it's a canary is a canary. Caca! <laughs> I, actually... I invoke canary. <laughs> Anytime you talk, I'm just going to say caca. I can't stop. I actually want to weigh mm. myself. I just, for whatever reason, I, I keep like, I like to do it before I've had I'm my like, first meal of the day. And I've just forgotten. I just forgot last week. That sounds like a big heaping portion of canary. And it's still Saturday morning right now, like before I would typically weigh myself. So is this week three or week two? This is two weeks right okay, now. Okay, I just skipped last All week. right. But it wasn't because I'm mm. avoiding the scale. Oh, my God. All mm. right. See, All right. this Let's... This is canary in action, everyone. If you... I just forgot. It's I've just had a... a super solid mm. couple of weeks. I'm actually looking forward to stepping on the scale. I feel like I've, I... I've probably lost a little bit. Congratulations. I look forward to being proud of you. <laughs> Oh, my God. So we're going to start, uh, with, as we do, with the tip of the week. Tow! Tow! And tip then, of the week, everybody. Tip of the week. And then we're going to talk about uh, the Hunger Games that we play in our minds. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. And then we're going to polish it off with a product of the Tow! week. Pow! Which may or may not involve a divorce attorney. <laughs> You're stuck. 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm You're not going stuck anywhere. in this plot line. I'm we, not going uh, anywhere. Like, it was serious when we said I do, but now that we have a podcast together. We formed an LLC earlier in the year, so we clearly can't uh, get divorced now. There's no uh, no legal way to do it anymore. Oh, man, I should have come up with some, like, LLC means, like, ladies love lunch or, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, no, some, sorry. Like, limited liability limited lunch company. company. Yeah. Yeah, uh, limited lunch company. No, lunch there's cookie. nothing limited about no. lunches in this situation. No, we're in business together, the business of inspiring our fine listeners. But the first way we're going to inspire you is with a tip of the week. Tip of the week, Tao! Tao! Tip of the week to tip you! Tip of the week to you, darling. It is beverage season. Yes. It is hot cocoa season. It is pumpkin spice latte season. It is- You know, uh, I'd go so far as to say there isn't a man, woman, or child alive today who doesn't enjoy a lovely beverage. That You've been saying that. That is tattooed I on know. your back. I stole big... that from David Letterman in like the 80s. He was trying to like come up with a new catchphrase for his show. And that was, <laughs> he, lovely uh, he auditioned several catchphrases and that was my favorite. Well, congratulations. My second favorite was, and it's moist. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to hear that word. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Well, I do not condone. About cake, I do. Have we even told people what the tip no, is yet? No, no. This has just me? been nothing but shenanigans this whole episode okay. so far. Okay. Uh, so the tip of the week is when you go to get your delicious holiday flavored uh, you know, balsam tree yeah. frappuccino or whatever right. scent it is. I love balsam tree frappuccino. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to name names, but um, I'm telling you right now, listen to me, listener, <laughs> stick with the tall. Yeah. That is the smallest adult-sized beverage at Starbucks. Uh, you can also get a kid size, which is is another way to go. Yeah. You do not need a venti. You do not need a Trenta. No, unless it's unsweetened iced tea, which is my drink. So we are not saying abstain from all holiday balsam-flavored drinks. We're not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is- Maybe I will abstain from balsam-flavored. I don't know. I, I literally cannot remember any flavors no, of there's, anything there's, right there's now. There's cinnamon and eggnog and pumpkin spice. Yeah. And- okay. So stick with the tall. And if you think for one second that saying the word venti makes you sound international and like you actually speak yeah. Italian, you are wrong. Yeah, like it is not. Is, this is low hanging fruit. Yeah. This is like one of the easiest, most obvious ways to cut back on your calories is to reduce the size of your drinks. And again, we're not saying like exhibit superhuman willpower and yeah. avoid all of it. It's just super easy though to get the smaller one you get the satisfaction of having it but i mean it's it's in a lot of cases it's like a third the amount of calories between a tall and a venti right and you still get that like that first sip that you know that first ooh delicious balsam yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know wow you are really obsessed with balsam it's the only word i can think of right now but <laughs> That the first couple of sips are what you're really desiring. And once you get to the venti part of the drink, yeah. it's lukewarm mm-hmm. and it uh it is a lot of calories. And then you're just getting calories. So don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you and do- like drinking your calories, look, drinking lots of water so that you feel full and you eat less is is a definitely one of those tricks that I like to use. But the Drinking your calories is is not a great way to do it. Like, I can have the largest calorie-filled drink there is, and it does not fill me up. Yeah. Like, it just makes me want to eat more. Well, and I, I've said it before. I uh, Maybe this is just a tip of the week episode, and we're not even going to get to the real part of the episode. But Feels that way. I, um, I, I have enjoyed coffee with half and half every day since I've been losing weight. It is not, uh, it's like 120 calories for the number of, of beverages that I have. And that is 120 calories worth it for me. It is yeah. well spent. And having a tall beverage of your favorite holiday flavored, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Santa Claus boot flavored uh, drink. Balsam. 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 <laughs> Stick yeah. to balsam. Yeah. Like it gets the job done and you get your indulgence, uh, but without the uh, caloric impact of the venti. Again, you do not sound like you speak a foreign language when you say the word venti. Like nobody thinks yeah. you're fancy pants. Uh, so stick with the tall. It sounds like an American word. It sounds like it should be big, but it's small. Yeah, the tall is the small. The tall is the small. And that is our tip of the week. Tow! Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you.
Now it's time to talk about playing the game of hunger. Hungry, hungry hippos. Oh, We're not talking game. about catnip evergreen. <laughs> catnip <and> evergreen. Her... <laughs> <And> her... <laughs> catnip evergreen. It's a... They made it with kittens. Played it's the by, cutest. Played by Jennifer Aniston in the oh movie. Oh my gosh, we are terrible people. I couldn't think of a single like 20-something actress just now. I went with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Who's 50 and she looks like she's 20. Uh, she can go right to heck yeah, in a hand basket. Exactly. Looking so good. But uh, anyway, that's stinking thinking. So- the Hunger Games. Let's go back in time, shall we? Oh, people could definitely There's young see Donald sitting in the boarding house all alone on Christmas. <laughs> oh, wait, that's the Christmas Carol. So I have said before, I have loved food ever since food was invented I as mean, a child. Clearly, it's one of my favorite things to eat. Yeah, food, food. is definitely up yeah. there on the list. But as a kid... I wanted a lot of food. I was oh a God. compulsive eater. I've already... As a kid, as a tween, as a teen, like as an adult, I want a lot of food all the time. So I've said it before, but when I was like four or five years old, I convinced my parents to leave the house because it was the 70s. Um, and they did leave <laughs> me at home and I drank like Yeah, half- parents were just like in the 70s, just cut across that dark field next to the hobo <laughs> camp. Like- as long as the streetlights aren't on, you run with that switchblade yeah, and you, you close you, your eyes. You go through the woods where, where the satan cult hangs out and then come through anyway. It was anyway, the 70s. Different the, time. The 70s. Uh, I'm not besmirching my parents, uh, but uh, I had my first binge when I was like four or five years old, drank a bunch of uh, Nesquik chocolate milk and barfed everywhere. Yeah. Didn't stop me from binging again. No. Um, but I have always been a compulsive eater, and they people say that kids like oh kids just eat when they're hungry. Like uh, no, I was born ready to eat more. I was like looking for my third or fourth portion. Yeah, I don't know if it was learned behavior or or genetic, but I don't remember a time before I wanted to just eat everything that I yeah. could possibly hold. Like well, it's just been the way I've been my whole life. At least it feels that way. Well, and we've said too, like our daughter can eat something and then be like, I'm done. Or her, her little chum will come over. Not Walt chum, just normal yeah. human chum. Or we'll even get her a tall like Frappuccino. We were just talking about those and she'll eat half of it and be fine. Just doesn't, you know, yeah, fine and, throwing the rest away. And that has nothing to do with our parenting skills. Yeah. Like that is just born Although we're going to take credit for it. But like, I would be like, hey, you going to finish that? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be fun done with my food, and I would still be asking people if they were going to finish their food. So we have been uh, compulsive eaters since uh, we were knee-high to a grasshopper. <laughs> and I'm sure some of it is that I was it was just impressed upon me, and it still is, and I still fight against this all the time. People talking about don't waste food, don't waste food, don't waste food. And I'm not advocating food wasting like you know you should buy less you know if you're going to end up wasting it but the idea of you know not finishing your plate like you don't get dessert if you don't finish your plate not that my parents had to really push me to do it but that whole thing like I distinctly remember like there are starving children in the world who would love to have those brussels sprouts or the that spinach that boiled spinach like you better eat it and just the idea that being ingrained in me as I was growing up, like you cannot, like you have to eat everything in front but, of you or you're like, you're hurting these starving children somehow. But com- like coming from a generation in which our parents were products of a generation that lived through the Great Depression, yeah. like food was actually scarce yeah. and it was a big issue. And I mean, and you came from a, a very working class family with yeah, you know lots of, of kids to feed. Um, I mean, your, your, your parents did and food was a big deal. And that, that is passed down generationally. Do not waste food because people have lived through a time where food was literally scarce and there was, you know, a lack of resources. Yeah. We got food everywhere now, but we have grown up and people say like, oh, the clean the plate club. I did not need that club to eat all of the food. Like I was yeah, the founding sure. member of that club and eat your plate also. Um, so how has, and I'm, I'm asking you this, Donald, like how has starving yourself or hunger sort of played a role like when you were in your 20s and you started losing weight kind of for the first time did 
did you think hunger had to be a part of your journey? Yeah, for sure. And and I uh, I felt like there were you know there were some diets I've tried. I did Atkins um, and actually lost a bunch of weight doing that uh, back in my twenties. Um, and where I could eat kind of a large volume of food, but for the most part, the idea of losing weight was that I had to eat as few calories as possible. And, you know, even fairly recently in my life, um, before, you know, sort of finding the success I have now, I was doing a thing where I was eating like basically a meal replacement shake and then a meal and then a meal replacement shake. Yeah, like it was like an 1100, 1200 calorie diet. Yeah, all the time. And, you know, it was obviously unsustainable, but it wasn't obvious to me at the time. And, you know, just that complete, like, starving, starving, starving all the time feeling was just felt like it had to be a part of, you know, the weight loss process. When I was in seventh grade, I think I started my first diet and I didn't know what I was doing. I just watched, or I did like Jane Fonda workout videos after school. <laughs> and um, Just imagining you and your little leg warmers, it must have been very cute. Yeah, I don't know about that, but um, I just ate dry toast. Like, yeah. that was my diet was I just ate dry toast because that's kind of what I saw. Like, oh, dry toast equals weight loss. I literally didn't eat anything else. And I think I lost like 25 pounds or so. But no buddy called me on it. We're like, hey, I see you just eating dry toast, child of mine. Like, why yeah. aren't you eating actual food? What's going on with you? And I didn't know what I was doing, but I just needed some kind of change. And then when I got to high school, I thought, again, like 1,200 calories was how you lost weight. Like what? whoever you are, if you weigh 400 pounds, if you weigh 175 pounds, 1,200 calories was like the way to go. And I thought I had to be hungry in order to lose weight. There were actually also times as a kid where like I would not eat in protest to kind of see if my parents would notice. Yeah, yeah. And like, because, like something like hunger strike I'm not hungry. is like a power move. You yeah, know? it's a total power move. And even like – our daughter does that too. Like there are times where she'd be like, no, I don't want to eat anything. And yeah. it's like, it's a revenge on us sort of. For it's, it's one of the few things, you know, that as a kid you can kind of control is like, you know, what you eat and when you eat. I mean, you can't really control it, but it feels like if you refuse to eat that you're, you know, sticking it to the man. Right. And like, I definitely, there were times when, you know, we would move or my parents got divorced where I would just as protest not eat for a little while that was not a lasting weight loss maneuver because, like, after no. after a day of them not noticing I wasn't eating, I would just eat all the food anyway. So it was not really a sustainable weight loss method. Yeah. Um. But, like, we grow up, you know, we've talked about all of the fad diets before. Like, we've joked about, like, oh, gosh, if only I'd gone on Survivor and starved myself. I know. Then I would lose weight. I've actually thought more <laughs> recently about how, like, my – you know, my weight loss training, so to speak, would make me better at Survivor because I've gotten kind of used to eating like a moderate amount of food and <laughs> I wouldn't be as starving on the island as I would Must have been a be few years nice. ago. Um, but I learned to starve myself thin. I did the cabbage soup diet, which is basically eat gross, hot cabbage soup. And then, <laughs> but like, it was really not a very good flavor. I know. My parents have done the cabbage soup diet. But, you know, it was like a punishment. You know, eat gruel and eat like four cherry tomatoes and then you'll lose weight. I also did uh, like a Dexatrim kind of ephedra thing oh for a little god. while. Oh my god. I don't know if they still sell those hunger suppressant pills, but they were huge back I, in the 80s. I definitely did those. And I, I did a, like someone I worked with was selling the pills of like, take these pills and like... I think it was Fen-Fen, but under a different name, which is like, it can stop your heart. Fun times. Yeah, yeah. And it got I've never tried those, but uh, I, w I always like thought about it. I lost about 30 pounds. It was right before I moved to California, actually, I did it. And I lost about 30 pounds. And it got to the point where like I would look at the bottle of ephedra and like 
my heart would start racing and I felt like I was going to throw up. And I was like, Ugh. maybe this is a sign yeah, that I should that might not. might be a bad idea. <laughs> you might not want to stop your heart. Right. So, but I thought that that's how, <laughs> like, if I just got to that finish line, that I would be fine. But uh, it turns out. Tip of the week. Stopping your heart is bad. Stopping your heart is bad. Tip of the week to you. But even like Oprah, I think back in the 90s or so had, I think she was doing a diet where it was like. You have to be hungry every day and then for one hour a day or 20 minutes a day or something yeah. like that. Eat whatever you want for an hour and then starve the rest of the time. So all these gimmicks, all of these unrealistic ways to lose weight. And I have done so many of them. And, yeah. and even doing like if we're going on to actual weight loss plans – with Weight Watchers, they in, they incentivize you to eat natural whole foods, which is great, but they also penalize you terribly. Natural whole foods. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, and I don't do Weight Watchers now, but I think like if you eat a Snickers bar on Weight Watchers, yeah. it's like 10 points. Yeah. And if you are counting points on Weight you know, Watchers. You've got like 25. I don't know what the plan is now, but back in the day, like when I was at my heaviest, it was like 30 points. And then as I lost weight, you know, they took points away. And, and Right. And like, so if you eat a Snickers bar and you're doing Weight Watchers and then you eat like one more meal, you've hit your calorie total for the day. And I know people who are in like Wolf Place who have actually compared the calories to the points and they end up at the end of the day with 800 calories for the day yeah. because they had a pop tart and it was heavily penalized. So it's like punishing yourself thin and then you feel like you've got to be compliant or yeah. you're not doing it right or you're not going to lose weight. For our new listeners, Walt Place is our online support group. Walt stands for we only look thin. W-O-L-T. Yes. But things like intuitive eating, which yeah. we have talked about before, Neither Don nor I do intuitive eating. And there are arguments that, you know, like, well, when you're born, you eat intuitively. Like, babies know when they're hungry. <sighs> yeah, I've read a lot of things online about intuitive eating, and there are many... There are many opinions and even some studies online that show that people who do it are are happier and but it feels like witchcraft to me. Well, like I can't like my intuition and maybe I'm just not in tune with my own hunger sing signals, but my intuition is to eat everything all the time. Like I am just you know, we've been talking about not starving yourself, but I am hungry, like, even while I'm eating things. <laughs> and, like, just the idea of, like, listening to my body no, to tell me when to stop he lies. eating. I, I don't see how that works. Well, but here's my big thing. Because they're saying babies are so great. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Babies aren't so great. Babies aren't. Okay, here, I'm talking straight talk about babies. So yeah. here we go. So they say babies eat intuitively, which, you know, they cry when they're hungry. Right. Babies literally have nothing else going on. Right. They've got belly time. Right. They've got back time. Right. They got like barfing time. And, right. like, and they've got laugh at you jingling your keys time. Right. These kids don't have much going on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sure, they cry when they're hungry. Right. And like, but they don't have anything else going on. I feel like intuitive eating, and for anyone out there who can do intuitive eating, that, like, I know I sound sar sarcastic, but, like, that's great. That's yeah. great that you have that self-discipline and that self-awareness. But babies don't have anything to do. I work full-time. I'm a full-time parent. Like, I run a- This week on We Only Look Thin, Donald and Catherine bash babies. <laughs> They give infants what they've got coming to them. <laughs> Babies don't know what we're saying. But like, I have a lot going on. And for me, counting calories is a budget. Yeah. I don't have to guess how much money I'm spending. I don't have to guess how many calories I'm having. It is a quick way for me to just know whether or not I'm staying in within some guidelines. Yeah, look, and I'm not exactly I, I'm not exactly frowning upon all these other ways of losing weight. Like, you know, Walt Super Chum Rebecca has lost a ton of weight on Weight Watchers and it works for her and it's great. It did not work for me. Um, and what has worked for me is you know, is calories in and calories out, you know, exercising more, burning more calories than I eat and keeping track of it 
and knowing at, at a benchmark like what I am burning every day and what I'm eating every day. Well, and I think depending on the stage of your journey, your needs can change and your plan can change. And it's totally okay to see what works for you at a time. Like I did Atkins for a year. I lost 100 pounds and then I started gaining weight again. Yeah, it wasn't sustainable for the rest of my life. I also lost a lot of weight on Atkins like two different times even. And, um, you know, I just as soon as I got to a certain point where I just wanted spaghetti again, you know, and I just wanted sugar again and I just could not like live without it forever. Right. So if you are able to eat intuitively, which is to, you know, mark your hunger signals and really consider your fullness levels, that takes a certain kind of discipline. And right now I'm not choosing to have that kind of discipline. Yeah. And so maybe someday I'll be able to just eat casually. And there are days like yesterday, I wasn't hungry all day. And I was like, look at me, I'm fixed. And, but that's not actually true. Like, so, so knowing myself and you're we're, so not fixed. We're, we're reading the diet fix in Walt Place. And Yanni Friedhoff, the author talks about filling yourself with protein at each meal and every snack. So he says 10 grams of uh, protein for every snack and at least 20 for each meal. He talks about eating at intervals throughout the day, not letting yourself get hungry. And I track calories, but I decided just as an experiment, I haven't been eating breakfast. I uh, I usually wait until two o'clock to eat my first meal. But Yanni Friedhoff was like, eat your first meal, but you know, by 8 a.m. and yeah. make sure that you don't get hungry. And I tried doing that and it gets kind of into this blurred line intuitive eating thing because I started eating a little breakfast and I was like, wow, I feel really good. This is great. But after like two weeks, <laughs> I was like, I think I'm still hungry. And Yanni yeah. Friedhoff says you should never be hungry. So you should just fill yourself. So I'm just going to eat a little bit more. Right. And then I'd find myself at like 1400 calories by lunchtime and be like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So I intuitively, my body reverts to like, oh, you're very hungry. Plus, like, I'm very good at just not being honest with myself yes. and, and trying to trick myself and negotiate with myself. And I'll, you know, I'll be like, I have 300 calories left. You know, I will eat such and such. And then I'll eat it and I'll be like, you know, I had a really hard day today. Like, I I deserve another hundred calories. Yeah, you know? why and not before have some I, Before I know it, you know, I've I've really blown it. And um, one thing that Yanni Friedhoff talks about uh, is, you know, like Catherine just said, eating and not being hungry all the time. And for me, I don't know if that's possible. I know that we we talked about not starving yourself, but I I really am like pretty hungry all the time. And I know that that's bad news for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people are like, that's no way to live. And if you can find a way to be happy and healthy without being hungry, then, nice. then great. But what I will say, though, is what has worked for me, and I've talked about this on other episodes, is um, figuring out where I was. I was eating like 4,000 plus calories yeah. a day, which seems insane now. And I was able to gradually step that back. And when I was at my heaviest, I was still able to lose some weight by just cutting that back to 3,500 calories a day. And then when I plateaued, I cut that back and I cut that back. And now I eat about 2,000 a day in order to maintain. And that is not starving myself. And I do a lot of things to make sure that I'm not starving all the time. I cannot say that I'm not hungry, but I certainly am living a very like reasonable, sustainable life that includes pasta and it includes candy bars and includes soda from time to time. And like, I don't feel like I'm missing those things from my life. And it's not the same as the 1200 calories right. where I'm just blind all the time. Like it's all I can think about is how I'm going to feed myself. Well, and feeling like you're punishing yourself. I mean, I definitely when when I was on that shake meal shake plan too, I was mad all the time. Oh, yeah. Like mad, actually yeah. hangry. Yeah, usually at me. Yeah. No, but I'm like, well, and we're going to get into how normal people, this this doesn't have anything to do with calories. Our, our next portion of uh, of the Hunger Games episode is uh, is going to talk more about how we 
use hunger as an excuse to overeat. So uh, we will get to that. Uh, I was going to say something else. I can't remember what it was. Probably pretty great. It was pretty pretty awesome. It was insightful. And it would have solved all of the listeners' problems. But now they'll never hear it. Now they'll never know. When I wake up in the middle of the night and remember it, I'll uh, (laughs) I'll tweet about it. She'll just scream out, it was! And, like, I'll know it. But, so... Being open to looking at different ways of eating, I think, is important. And knowing, to how we self-sabotage. And that's kind of where our next phase of uh, of the Hunger Games comes in. Yeah, and like we, we literally play games with ourselves about hunger all the time. And I used to do it constantly. And I would put myself into situations. And I think in hindsight, I was doing it intentionally yeah. as it would give me an excuse to eat you know, a lot of high calorie food, which is really deep down what I want all the time. Well, and, and not so deep down what I want all the so time. So can you give us an example of a time when you would set yourself up for failure? Well, like I would, I would go out somewhere and, you know, just grocery shopping, for example, I would go grocery shopping and I would already be kind of hungry when I would get to the store and they would say, you know, don't do that. And I'd be walking around and I would just be getting hungrier and hungrier as I'm shopping for food. And, oh, hey, the the store next door, there's a Subway. Like, I've got to get a big Subway sandwich because I'm so hungry I just can't finish my grocery shopping. Or there's a deli counter at the grocery store. I've got to eat some, you know, giant indulgent thing well, and stop, you know, my grocery shopping because I can't possibly finish it as hungry as I am. Well, and what I would do is I would buy like cookies or chips yeah. and I'd put the groceries in the back seat. And wouldn't you know it, the Chips Ahoy would be right on the top of the bag. And I'm just going to reach Such a coincidence. In. Oh, what a surprise. And like, I would do that on purpose. I would yeah, I, w- I would also like buy packs of cheese and like that you know i'd open the bag in the car on the way home because i was so hungry yeah and or then like eat an entire package of cheese before i got home like i have a, a lazy potato chip issue uh, a chip issue chip you <laughs> uh but i would buy like the singles the single serving bag at the checkout which is actually right. two and a half servings which is right. actually 600 calories and we force our hand to make impulsive choices because we get to the point where we let ourselves, our, like our blood sugar get low, we're shaking, we're hungry, we're tired. I would do that going to Costco, Target, like pretty much any time I was out of the house. Yeah, like, anytime oh, you had no. to run errands, yeah. Oh no, I'm hungry. I need to stop secretly by the McDonald's and get food and eat it in the car and then come home and pretend like I didn't need anything, which right. I totally did. And if you are listening to this, I'm guessing maybe you've done that in the past. Yes, perhaps. Or we are running late i'm using air quotes right now which is very good for podcasting very good for podcasts running late in the morning but you sure do have time to stop for the donuts and bagels that you're getting for the office yeah or the or the you know fast food breakfast sandwich or you know that's that's made between two pancakes or two waffles or whatever and a donut wrapped in (laughs) pancakes that sounds delicious or at you know at work you're so busy which we are all busy at work but you forget to bring your lunch. So you either order takeout or, you know, have, have delivery or you just eat a bag of checks Mix and a Coke, which is what I did many, many times. Yeah, which I can't even imagine right now, like the damage I could do with things like Postmates, you know, out there. Oh, my gosh. They'll just deliver me like whatever I can think of without me ever leaving my desk chair. Right. So getting to the point, and I actually would do this, I would undereat all day. And then I would eat super indulgent free food at work, which we've talked about, what, 70% of calories at work are free calories. I would then leave the office starving to go get our daughter from daycare. And I would show up in a bad mood. She will have lost her jacket and her you know, thermos and her lunchbox. So then we walk around campus. Anything that's not like chained to her would be lost on the playground. So- I would walk around the playground and I'd be really annoyed and I would be really hungry, which is great for parenting, being in a terrible mood when you see your kid. Fantastic. Building bonds. Um, (laughs) But then I would get home and then I would, you know, eat chips and crackers and hummus and drink wine because I was stressed out. And I was setting myself up for failure over and over and over again. I had no choice. I was starving. I didn't have time to make anything. I don't have time to make dinner, so we're going to get takeout, which we did 
all we probably used to get food delivered oh my four god nights a at week. least four nights a week and you know sometimes i would say on the weekend sometimes we would do it like three or four times in a weekend you know it's like oh let's get something for lunch and then let's get something else for dinner right because we were too tired to actually do anything oh my goodness like, i can't th- even like seriously like that life anymore me I either mean, i just i just you know was just slowly killing myself like that's really what i was doing yeah we did it to each other i'm sorry like i we spent a lot of time making excuses i know we really did like to the point where i got diabetes and had heart problems and you know now i don't have those things and it's you know i feel so much better all the time i was just tired and needed to nap and constantly cranky and you know, things are so much better now. And if you're in that position that I was in, like nobody was in a deeper hole than me, like at that point. And if I can climb out of it, so can you. Well, and uh, this might be a great time to uh, flip over to the suggestion. Oh yeah. Let's give some people some suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said suggestion. It Uh, sounds like I'm- It sounded so continental. It sounds better than venti. venti. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I stepped on your joke. Nah, I stepped on yours. We stepped on each other's love. Uh, We're gross. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) for sure. Sorry we like each other. Uh, But so we're going to turn it around now and give you some ideas of how to- (laughs) Instead of just wallowing in our past failures, we're going to actually give you some suggestions on how to get out of it. So um, one thing that I learned, which I know that we just talked about, was the, you know, they say don't go to bed mad. Yeah. Don't go anywhere hungry. No. Don't go anywhere. You are a grown up. If you are listening to this, you know that food happens during the day. And if you go to Costco and you go to pick up your kid and you are hungry and it's going to lead to indulgent overeating, shame on you. Yeah. And on a, that sounded can, very spooky. Yeah. That was super spooky for this time of year. And uh, the even at a more basic level than that, like what Catherine is saying is to plan and then plan and then also plan, and then perhaps plan what? some more. Like, can you... I just do nothing? <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing got me 150 pounds heavier than I am right now. Like, so we are grownups, and we have done this to ourselves over and over and over again. I have done it to myself over and over again. I've put myself in these situations where there is nothing to eat except junk and high calorie, like terrible food, and I have no choice but to eat it because I didn't plan ahead. And it's just that idea that we're helpless, powerless against this when all along all we had to do was predict what was going to happen because it's happened to us a hundred times before and then make a plan so that it didn't happen this time. Right. And we, we're going to do an episode on uh – you know, meal prepping and that kind of thing, which we're we're not even saying that you have to plan or make any food in order to not go somewhere hungry. Like there are options that you can have on hand that don't take effort or time to eat that will save you a lot of pain and a lot of calories. Yeah, like there are 50 calorie packs of pistachios. Like Catherine mentioned this in a recent episode about how mad she was at herself for only having 50 calorie packs of pistachios. Like keep those in your glove box, in your bag, in your backpack, in your purse, in your desk at work. Like you know, and if it's not 50 calorie packs of pistachios, there are other things. There are, you know, low calorie energy bars. There are, you know, you can keep shelf stable meals in all those places. Like I buy these, um, uh, I can't remember the brand off the top of my head, but I buy these, um, pasta meals that are 300 calories that, you know, you just put it in the microwave for a minute and dump the sauce on and you've got a 300 calorie meal. And then I'm not, eating the cookies and the chips and all that stuff. Like when I really am stuck at work later than I think, I've got something like that on hand. Right. We, I'm a big proponent of grab and go food. And there are so many options now with, you know, like cheese and salami or eggs that are already cooked. Oh my goodness. Like there like are we, s- we live in this like magical time where there's all these pre-prepared, like fairly low calorie, you know, options available. Like 
these, you know, meat and cheese packs. And like Catherine was saying, like, I'm a vegetarian and like, that's not my thing. But like, there's so many of these things out there, like even, you know, 200 calorie packs of nuts, like it's much better to eat a 200 calorie pack of nuts than to like go bananas on some thousand calorie, you know, giant piece of pizza from Sparrow, you know, at the mall food court. Right. So, um, so one big change that I made to start was not leaving my office hungry. I, like I said, I would go, I would pick up our daughter, I'd be in a bad mood. Eating something in the late afternoon, a cheese stick and 200 calories of almonds or some pepperoni and cheese or an egg like, yeah. or a rice rice cup thing, which I've, I've also, that's not a product of the week, but it's delicious. <laughs> but like knowing in advance to eat something that's satisfying, that's just going to take the edge off so that it doesn't lead to being hangry and then snacking before you eat dinner is a huge deal. Having something healthy in the car for you to snack on, whether it's like carrot sticks or something like that, to take the edge off. Because when we let ourselves get over hungry, we make really indulgent and unhelpful choices. Yeah, terrible, terrible decision making is done when I'm like, you know, blind with hunger. Yeah. So as Donald said, have something in your glove box that is shelf stable that you can eat uh, in a pinch, maybe something that's not going to melt. Like don't keep cheese sticks in your glove box. But uh, (laughs) Yeah. If you happen to have a refrigerator in your glove box. Oh, that'd be fancy. Yeah. Um, I think Bentleys have those, but we don't have Bentley. We're not Bentley folk. Yeah. We're Uh, definitely not Bentley folk. But keeping, you know, a little bag of air popped popcorn or keeping nuts in your glove box can help take off that edge. Also, do not, and we've said this before, do not put groceries in the backseat of your car. If yeah, you know where you can reach them. You're just going to reach for it and do it. Keep them in your trunk. That's what your trunk's for. And frozen meals are another like super yeah. handy thing to have around all the time. And, you know, you know, hey, it's processed food and it's not good for me. But, you know, it's really not good for you. Is diabetes. Like, yeah, diabetes. <laughs> And there are there are so many like frozen meals out there now that are, you know, between 250 and like 400 calories that are really reasonable and and not bad. You know, most of them are pretty decent, at least the ones I get. Well, and if you look at some of them, even the ones that aren't like the lean cuisine variety, even if you're getting something that's a 400 calorie frozen meal, it can save you 600 calories because you're not going to McDonald's and getting the super fries and the, yeah, ben- the venti sure. burger or whatever it's called. Like, the venti burger. But actually eat, like investing and being like, all right, you know what? I'm going to eat 400 calories right now because it's going to save me from eating 1,000 calories. Right. And we don't – like we think of it as either or when really it's, you know – you're preparing yourself in advance instead of getting to that point where you're just starving. And I've talked about this before too. Like once I have something that tastes like a treat, Ooh. I my willpower like melts away. And like cheese in a glove box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that old like, phrase. Like cheese in a glove box. These so are the days, days of our, our lives. lives. Um, we... I had to explain to our daughter what a soap opera was. Oh, wow. We're old. We're watching Friends, and she didn't know what Joey was doing. It's like, yeah. what's a soap opera? But, you know, I, I've said it before, but I I would like to, you know, work on myself to the point where I can have a treat and then go back and eat healthy food. But if I open that door, it is really hard to close it again. So having around things that are actual meals, even if I end up going over my allotted calories for the day, I will go over it less yeah. if I eat an actual something that's more like a meal rather than just heading straight for the snacks or the super tasty like fast food. Yeah. So and then on bigger days, like I, th- I think this is coming up before Thanksgiving, Like, I used to starve myself if I knew I was going to a dinner or Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, a holiday party or whatever. I I would would show up intentionally hungry so that I had more room to, like, really plow down the food. But I also thought that, like, oh, well, we're going out to dinner tonight, so I'm just going to undereat. And then I'd be so starving by the time that I got there that I would say yes to every appetizer. And you're... You're eating more calories because you're eating fewer during the day. So sticking to a healthful breakfast, lunch, protein sources, like 
keeping that normal so that you don't go into whatever you're going to hungry is huge. Like, yeah. Because food scarcity is not a thing that many of us experience, like actual hunger, unless you yeah. have a specific diet, like a gluten intolerant diet or you're vegan and you have to do a lot of planning in advance for something like I think I told you, like, over the summer, we were uh, going to fly somewhere. And the day before, I went to Trader Joe's and I got pre hungry, being yeah. afraid I was going to be hungry on the airplane. Yeah. And I was like, okay, simmer down. Like, the canary is tweeting, like, calm down. You're, there's food in the world and you're not going to starve. Yeah. Like, I have been a vegetarian for a very long time, almost 30 years, um, and I know I have to, you know, plan for that, um, but I work with somebody who I really, really yeah, love, and he is a vegan, and um, will hopefully never hear me saying this, but um, he constantly, like, does not plan and does not bring his own food. And then, you know, it's eight or nine o'clock at night and he's like, well, guess I have to have a bagel with peanut butter and jelly yeah. on it. Like, cause I don't have anything else I can eat. And it's just this constant cycle of, you know, I, I see him, you know, eating like that and over the years gaining more and more weight. Well, and that forced hand of, I don't have a choice. And, right. and really we know that hunger is going to happen we know that we're going to get tired and cranky and make a, uh, a calorically promiscuous choice yeah. when we let ourselves get over hungry and when we push ourselves beyond our comfortable limits. And I did that for years. I thought I, as a parent, I thought I would be too busy to eat because I'd be, you know, too busy managing her yeah. that I wouldn't have time, which would then just lead to me eating her food scraps and then eating my own food also. So I set myself up for failure for years and it, you know, luckily, question mark, brought me to the point of such, you know, such a chilling low of, you know, feeling so terrible that I finally turned my life around. So maybe it's a good thing. But like, I don't wish that on anyone. I yeah. don't wish that feeling hopeless and depressed. And, you know, at 41 years old, I didn't think it was possible for me to turn my choices around yeah and if we can do it in our 40s then anybody can and i know i feel like you're trying to wrap it up right now but i have a few tips we haven't gotten to that okay. i just i just wanted to i'll rapid fire them out okay um drink lots of water or like low calorie you know i drink a lot of uh the low calorie no calorie sparkling waters um also uh one of the big tips, we have a whole episode about it, is to pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Which is adding um, things like cauliflower and broccoli and, like, you know, spinach, like things stewed that are- tomatoes. Yeah, stewed tomatoes. For things that are virtually no calories, like adding them to your meals. Eating things like dill pickles, like, which is something I love, um, which Late I know a lot of people pickles. don't. Yeah. Um, black olives are super low calorie. Artichoke hearts are super low calorie. Like eating, adding things like that to your to your regimen to really like fill yourself up that are at least tasty to me that aren't super high calorie. Um, eat lots of protein. Um, there has been lots of studies out there that show that if you eat protein with uh, most of your meals, that it really helps to curb hunger. And lastly, and this is the has been the super key for me is to like I eat most of the day like tapas style tapas <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. international so international like I eat you know very small like 150 calorie meals but I eat them you know very frequently so that I don't have a chance to get super starving like you know just about every hour from about 2 p.m. until I go to bed I'm eating something that's like 150 ish calories um, so eating frequently also helps me to stop being like ever getting like super super hungry yeah uh and i have no more points to make because he said that that was our last point so i, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly i was trying to be like oh yeah well you forgot burr, burr, burr. but yeah, i'm not exactly. gonna say that so um, so it's a it, it is still something we struggle with but knowing that it is our responsibility to be responsible for our choices and to not set ourselves up for failure and to not get so overly exhausted and overwhelmed and busy that we can't make food a priority. For me, 
tracking my calories helps me stay within my budget. I maybe at a different phase in my life uh, when I'm a baby and can't walk and just burp all the time. Maybe I'll eat intuitively. Uh, But for right now with my lifestyle. Until then, you're just like Emma Stone in The Hunger Games (laughs) (laughs) fighting against the hunger as a catnip champion with a bow and sword or whatever yeah, she Yeah, I'm not on board with bows being like the way, <laughs> like what's the guy, Hawkeye? Is Hawkeye. That his name? Well, there's Hawkeye, there's there's Green Arrow. Green Arrow. I'm not a big fan of the arrow being like the way that people save humanity, but yeah. that's another story. Maybe we'll figure out how to you bow prefer, flex. You prefer they do it with flowers? No, guns. <laughs> oh, guns. Oh, I see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't know where that came Only from. Only if you're like Indiana Jones and you're up against like a swordsman do you need a gun. Hey, yeah. we're not going to get into gun issues today. People, we're going to stick to food. <laughs> uh, we're going to stick to kids fighting themselves for fighting each other for food. When I was eating all that food, it was like I had a gun to my own head. How about that? <laughs> there we go. But like- be it, like even those Snickers commercials, like they try to tell you that like yeah. Snickers will solve all you're the problems. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Eat all the Snickers. You'll be Willem Dafoe if you're hungry. Yeah. Uh, but be responsible for your food choices. If you have, you know, if you get shaky when you don't eat for a long time, it is your job to keep 200 calorie packs of nuts in your bag. It yes. is it is your job to keep snacks in your glove box that are not uh, melty cheese uh, that can satisfy you while you're on the run. <laughs> it is your responsibility to eat a little something before you go run errands. Don't bank on being starving yeah. to get to Costco to end up eating from the food court plus all of the free samples. Like that is not a weight loss plan because I have tried that plan before and I've failed miserably. I f- it feels so good to be aware of my future self and aware of my future needs. Like Yeah, and and not be lying to myself all the time. Yeah, because it it is a recipe for failure, which is what we did for a long time, but now we're successes. Yeah, we ate lots of recipes for and had lots of failure for many years. So, uh so yeah, so how do you face your challenges? What are you willing to do to make your uh, your day a success? Because if we can do it, I think you can do it. You can let us know about it on the socials. But uh, but first, it's time for the product of the week. How how everybody? Um. So the product of the week this week is more of a more of a thought product than a yeah. than an actual thing that you buy, but. Get family portraits done yeah. or self-portraits done. Not a self-portrait, but like get a headshot done of yourself. Yeah. Do not wait for yourself to be the perfect weight to no. get the professional photos taken. Get the photo taken. We uh, we have done family photos for the last five years, six years, uh, and I we did them before we lost weight. Yeah. And we are doing them now. And uh, we just had a shoot done, and it was great. And uh, it's it's great to have that, you know, year after year sort of proof of our growth and or our, our shrinking and our daughter's growing. Yeah. But I know so many people, like, honestly, who do not want to have the professional photos done until they lose their weight. And if you have kids, they're never going to be the size that they are now. No. You are never going to be younger than you are today. For sure. And having that proof of your family over time is really lovely. Having headshots done, if you, wh- whoever you are, you might be called upon for a photo to put in with an article or in the kid's newspaper or Yeah, like four or five LinkedIn. years ago, I never dreamt that I would need, you know, to have a, a photo for anything. And now I've been asked for it a few times in the last few years. Yeah. And just having a shot of yourself, a professional photo of yourself that you can use, uh, you know, to put on a profile or do whatever, something other than just a selfie uh, from above, which is what I used to do. Do not wait for your goal weight. Um, I suggested our photographer actually to my hairstylist and she's like, oh, not now. Like I've got to lose 12 pounds, like not this year. Yeah. And uh, she hasn't listened to this podcast, so I can talk about her. But like (laughs) I – 
I'm like, just get the photo done. Like, you're never going to be this young. Your son is never going to be this age. Like, do it now. Don't wait for it as your motivation for when I lose weight. Um, a couple of people have said that they wanted to do that. Do it now. If it is too late in the holiday season to get a personal photo done or a family photo done, do it in the new year. Photographers need business, you know, other times other than, you know, the, yeah. the, the holiday season. Send out photo cards in February for Valentine's valentine's day if it's not the right time to do it but do not wait to have photos done uh these are precious memories for us uh we had a uh, big family photos done in the summertime with all of the family and oh, like, they are i will treasure them for the rest of my life they're beautiful they're wonderful and uh let the photographer do their job capture the moment and if anything, everything is a before picture once it's taken. Right. Like there is no guarantee that Donald and I are going to keep the weight off. Um, but having those memories, having uh, that evidence of our family that's not, you know, a, a random selfie on a couch or whatever is really great. So t spend a couple hundred dollars, get the photos done. You can go to uh, JCPenney's to get photos done in a studio if you want to. Yeah. Or you can hire a local professional. Um, it is such a great investment and uh i'm so glad that we did it when we were heavier and now as well it's just a, a treasured memory so uh, yeah and get as, it a, as a special bonus like now that we've lost a bunch of weight like finding the old photos of ourselves it's like score yeah <laughs> and we want proof of our lives like yeah. you don't your kids don't care what size you are like if i had more sorry more photos of me and my grandmother Aww. like i didn't love her like i mean her weight has changed over the years she's passed now but like your kids don't care what size you are they just remember that you took the time to be in a picture with them yeah. like i have so many pictures of me i look like the petite prance uh like living <laughs> on a planet by myself of just like me and my grandparents yard with no proof that i had grandparents yeah um very artsy, delightful, but uh, like more family photos. Like no one is like, oh boy, I wish Uncle Jim was thinner in this picture. That'd be nice. Like I just want a picture of Uncle Jim. Like, right. So uh, anyway, I hope uh, I have impressed upon you the importance of photos. I, I just wonder how many people, when they heard you say La Petite Prince, were thinking oh, like, fancy. oh my goodness, she's, she's so gonna... fancy. Oh, the, 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 oh, the Venti Prince. Oh, the Venti Prince. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, the petite prince, the, the little prince. The little prince. Uh, so uh, so get the photos done. There, I said it. And that is your product of the Pow! week. Pow, everybody. Thank you so Pow, much. Pow, toot le monde. There. <laughs> speaking French. I'll do it. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm not speaking French at you. I'm such just... a fancy lady. Yeah. It's um, all those venties that I got. If you enjoy listening to the fancy lady to my right. <laughs> fancy lady. Please, please let us know about it by uh, going to Apple Podcast and uh, rating and reviewing the show. Um, it really helps us out. It helps people find the show. It helps to grow the show. Uh, if you've gotten something out of it, we uh, would really appreciate that. Um, five stars would be even better, but, you know, honest feedback is also welcome. Yeah. I mean, hopefully your honest feedback is five stars, but... You never know. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to read Donald. Doesn't whoa, even know this. whoa, gonna, she's springing this on me. I'm going to... Uh, this is live radio, people. <laughs> no, no, it's um, not. For those uh, listeners who actually found us through the Coco Caliente podcast, oh, we yeah. were featured on uh, episode 39 of the Coco Caliente podcast. Yeah, such uh, an enjoyable talk with those two. Welcome to uh, We Only Look Thin. Uh, we actually welcome. received a lovely uh, um, review on... I, I, Apple. The Apple podcast. <laughs> Never yeah. going to get that. Cow. At this point, I'm just doing it to be <laughs> contrary. Uh, but Mama Sheldon says, I found you guys through the Coco Caliente podcast, and boy, am I glad I did. Us too. Yeah, us too. Uh, love this podcast and all the great suggestions and recommendations to live a healthier lifestyle in this crazy, busy world. Thank you. So thank you so much for, ah, for that's listening. Fantastic. It honestly means everything to know that, um, you know, when we started this podcast, it was friends and family yeah. 
and acquaintances so that we're getting uh, out to a broader audience just means everything. And now we're talking to total strangers, but strangers are just friends we haven't met yet. Exactly. So if Don't tell like your kids that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. If you'd like to meet us, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And I do uh, promise we do uh, respond and answer questions. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at weonlylookthin. Uh, and we have a website, uh, weonlylookthin.com. And you can go there if you want more information about our online support group. It's called Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place. And you can click on the link uh Join our support group uh, if you are interested. Yeah, it is uh, It is not a weight loss plan. It is a place to work on yourself uh, and just be honest in uh, the private shelter of, uh, of a community of women who know what you're going through because we've all, we've all been there. So we've got maintainers. We've got losers. Uh, we've got main losers who are people who are maintaining <laughs> and losing at the same time. So yeah. uh, you can find out more by going to our website. Um, thank you so much for listening and uh, for putting up with our shenanigans. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, we do appreciate every single one of you. And uh, we hope that we're, uh, we're helping and uh, we uh, hope to keep helping. Yeah. So if you, by the end of this episode, still don't know the difference between Katniss Everdeen and a Kit Kat, just remember <laughs> that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. Asian, 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 Asian. May the odds always be in your favor. <laughs> you know, Kit Kat and Katniss Everdeen are both delicious. Kit Kat Everdeen? <laughs> she didn't die in that. Oh. I don't think she died. Nobody, they didn't eat children. They ate oh. food. All right, whatever. Okay. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.